The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Welcome back to the program here, Afternoons with Mike, heard daily on the Shepherd Radio Network. In the studio with me, my friend, Art Alley from the Timothy Partners, the Timothy Plan. We hear about this plan regularly on financial issues. First with Dan Celia, who we lost, as everyone is aware, and what a loss that was. And now with Shanna Bird at the head, this program continues on. Art's still a part of that program. Also one of the sponsors for Exploring the Word with Paul Blair. So it is with all of that that I say welcome to Art Alley. Man, good to be back with you, Mike. Uh, it's always great to have you here. I, you're one of these people, Art, that I really enjoy talking to. You have such a uh, keen, I believe, a keen eye into what's going on in our country today. You you see you're there. Uh, finances. Uh, America is, uh, you know, we're not the greatest right now at, in large in how we've handled money or how we've handled stuff. Debt is a problem for so, so many people. But then you add to that the kind of investments that are out there today and the kind of uh, viewpoints that a lot of people have. You've brought this thing about uh, bringing the Bible in to even in the investment investment category in a way that hadn't been done before. And that's one of the things that Dan Celia talked about regularly. So thank you for that as well. But on top of that, I know that you are a believer in just good old fashioned loving the Lord and uh, God and country. That's That marks you, man. Amen. Apart from that, I mean, there's nothing. Uh, that's the rock the anchor that holds yeah. and when you fully understand God's word. And I don't claim to fully understand, but I've been teaching it for a long time. Uh, that is the key to making it through. And, and, you know, people focus on a lot of negative stuff today. And I'm a realist. There is some negative stuff going on. Yeah, there is. But Mike, there's a whole lot more positive going on than negative right now. Mm-hmm. It's like God is... I think creating a great awakening among his people. Oh, I pray for that. Uh, You know, we've been focused on the wrong thing for a long time, you know, chasing the American dream of Mm -hmm. unlimited prosperity. And when you do that, you'll leave all the values that you hold dear or claim to behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I am very encouraged of what I see. There's a great awakening starting in America. Now, I know that you're part of that whole message because of the fact that you're a member at Liberty Church in Orlando, and that's where Paul Blair mm. is the pastor. And although he, this is like a campus church now, since Paul is literally back in Oklahoma, but he's still there every Sunday, right? Absolutely. And so Liberty Church has this this dream, not only of seeing the gospel come forward, but the application of the gospel in our, our everyday lives and even involvement in the government. I mean, we've heard that from Paul directly, and we hear that regularly on his program as well, either with him or with Dan Fisher, who uh, would be speaking. But uh, this, this is something that's in your heart as well, right? Oh, man. 
Um, you know, we are a sponsor. Dan, uh, um, Paul played lineman for the Chicago Bears. Yes, he in did. The NFL. But he is the quarterback of our, uh, uh, I guess, endeavor to try to find pastors that, for lack of a better term, get it and then equip them. And very few get it. I mean, they're, they're more chasing their business plan and all the rest. But the ones sold out to God's word are ill-equipped to deal with this culture biblically. So we started sponsoring what we call, again, for lack of a better term, boot camps mm-hmm. for pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we generally have 100 pastors or so and their wives for three days and three nights. And Paul Blair puts together an all-star lineup of people who pour into them and equip them of how do you deal with this culture biblically. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody uses a term with derision sometimes, politically. And, you know, I hate politics. Politics is man, self-serving man. Uh, but there is a biblical foundation for what we do and how we were created. And we equip, and we well over a thousand pastors now between uh, Florida is the main thrust, Texas, Oklahoma mm-hmm. to a degree. And, and that's where Paul is? Yeah, for now. Yeah, okay. You know, oh, okay. okay. Well, you might have breaking news for us today. Well, I don't have any breaking news, <laughs> but if the cancer didn't hit him, he would be here. I yeah. mean, he was in the process of moving here. And yeah. cancer just yeah. knocked it uh, for a loop. Yeah, he did. Um, but we have boot camps scheduled for uh, St. Louis in two weeks, uh, for Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, uh, later on in the fall. Uh, there's one in Austin, one in um, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. where we are pouring into these pastors. And when they leave that boot camp, they're ready to charge the gates of hell with a water pistol. I mean, they're going to be equipping their people. And that's, that's a concern I have. And, you know, I ran into a um, fellow who's retired uh, that was the head chaplain for the Army. I mean, the entire Army. And he wrote a book, uh, Being Battle Ready. And what he did was... Uh, did a parallel analysis of when you go into the service, man, you go through boot camp, you go through heavy training, you are ready for whatever the enemy can throw at you. And then compare that with Christendom. And the average Christian, I believe today, believes that we are in the end times. And one way or another, we are. Uh, But the, the thrust of the book is if you believe that, whether we are or not, uh, we're not battle ready, man. We are not equipped. And that's why we want the foundation of Scripture underneath every Christian. That's why we started Liberty Church here in Orlando. Mm -hmm. It is difficult to find a church that really uh, builds a biblical foundation. And uh, we do that at Liberty. Now, when you talk about pastors who are not, let's say, bringing the message of uh, involvement the way they need to. Uh, is, is this uh, guided by perhaps, uh, what, 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 let's just turn that around. What do you think is the cause for why pastors aren't more involved in having their, their churches involved in culture, in, in calling out culture? Mm. 
Well, you and I are both kind of long of tooth. Another way of saying we're kind of old. <laughs> uh, and back when we yes, were we growing up, to be a pastor, you went into that pulpit kicking and screaming because God called you to that yeah. pastorate. Today, it has, in most cases, uh, become a career path. And if it's a career path, you are going to water down the message so you fill your pews with people with feel-good messages. You don't want to step on toes. You don't want to hurt your offering. And the majority, I'm concerned, of Mm. pastors in the pulpits today are career guys. It's like they have their business plan, and how do you market the church, and how do you fill them pews, and uh, how do you not offend people? You know, Scripture's offensive. Uh, And if it isn't offensive to you, you ought to throw it away because it's all about sin and what you need to do and how you remedy that. But that's not being talked about. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, I just saw a tremendous video, Enemies Within the Church, uh, a couple of friends of mine, and actually a pastor here in Apopka is part of that. And they document what's going on in the seminaries today across the denominational lines. And even in Catholicism, uh, woke Uh, which is a cancer on our culture, has taken over. Mm -hmm. And they're equipping these young, uh, probably well-intentioned pastors to go fill pulpits with a woke foundation. And, uh, you know, we're we're in trouble in the church. Uh, People say we're in trouble in America. No, I believe it traces back to the doorstep of the church because we are not equipped to deal with this culture biblically uh, because it's it doesn't preach well, I guess, for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a, a strong <clears throat> statement, and I know you mean it, and I know you feel it. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, with all the pastors that come to these boot camps, because I know you reach out, you have a broad brush of invitation that comes out. So let's say for a moment that some of the very people that you're talking about, pastors who are in those words, may have chosen a career and they're on a path, but they were not necessarily equipped the same way that you're talking about, They that they need to be equipped. What are their initial responses, let's say on day one of one of these boot camps? Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like we're trying to make this exclusive and we're not, Mike. Uh, anybody, any pastor is welcome to come to the boot camp. And when he sits there for three days and three nights and gets the Bible poured into him and how you deal with this culture biblically and how not to be afraid to be doing these things, uh, a lot of them are, I mean, they all are transformed. Hmm. And it's not just feel good from a good message. They are permanently transformed. And that equips them to go and equip their congregations uh, I can think of one pastor's uh, testimony in in Miami. We did a Spanish uh, version in Miami. And this one guy got up and he says, you know, uh, because we underwrite this, it is a bargain for a pastor and his oh, wife to come yeah. and spend three days in a resort for $99. That's, that's their total cost. Um, and that includes food too. Yeah. Most uh, food. Mm-hmm. But... But it, it really uh, is the best investment I know how to make. 
Uh, but this guy got up and he says, you know, uh, I took my wife to this because it just sounded like a nice time off vacation and you couldn't beat the price. And we went and he said, I came out of that a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now fired up on really equipping my congregation of what's really going on in this culture and how to deal with it biblically. Uh, it is um, every, every pastor would come out with the same kind of a, a, a testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are changed and then they are networked together they're not just left out there dangling uh, Paul has a, a network and it's called the Liberty Pastor Network uh, where they're not alone and they've got access to some of the strongest material in America uh, and they're making a difference they are making a difference uh, Paul Blair he's heard daily here on a program called Exploring the Word you already referred to the fact that he was stricken with cancer yeah. about this time that he was relocating to or locating to Orlando. And now they've, they've gone back. I, I think he's doing, his health is stabilized, right? Yes, it is. He's, he's in pretty good shape and being able to preach as strong as he uh, ever did. Yeah, but it, it was a ravaging uh, disease that he had. It really messed his throat up and uh, cancer in, in his throat and, really messed him up. I mean, you know, you think as a professional speaker to have that happen to you in your voice uh, and all of the, all of those things that God gave us with our, our speaking ability, uh, even uh, he deals with dry mouth. I know right now. And he talks about that. He's mentioned that with me on my program, Sure, but, uh, but he has, you wouldn't know it really when you are around him that much, you would not know that he's gone through what he's gone through in the last couple of years. And it was intensive. And I mean, he has a permanent hole in his soft palate, and he's got to be careful with that. But he's overcome all that. Uh, His passion for serving the Lord in this way and equipping other pastors to Mm -hmm. do the same uh, is um, an incredible inspiration to me. Mm -hmm. It certainly is. This message, I'm thinking about all these pastors who maybe have bought in uh, to the notion that we can't talk about things culturally in the pulpit or you want to be too careful, overly careful about what is mentioned politically or having anything to do with even voting. But a lot of, a lot of that is now, there's a, like you mentioned earlier, there's an awakening going on. And people are realizing when we look at what happened in California, that was like one of those line in the sand type of experiences. I'm thinking about John MacArthur's church, mm. and he stood up in defiance in a real way to Governor Newsom and the rest of these laws. And they continued to do things that was, uh, in one real sense, maybe could be seen as civil disobedience where they're not, they're meeting when they were told not to meet and churches were made to be non-essential operations. Mm. And we had that word essential. So you could have a liquor store sure. that was essential or, or other type of nasty clubs that were still able to meet, but a church couldn't meet mm. and, or have heavy restrictions on how many people. And there were a number of pastors, I think that woke up during that mm. and they said, no, we're not going to do this. We're going to stand by what our nation's uh, understandings have been about the role of a church. It's it's a necessity. Mm. We need it. Well, even more. I mean, these are the guys 
who made the decision, I serve God, yeah, not man. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, you know, I'm on the board of Liberty Council, and thank God for Matt Staver on Liberty Council. Uh, they represented a number of these churches and ended up with a court ruling that prohibits the state of California forever trying to do that again. And the state of California had to pay a major fine to compensate these churches of what they did to them. That can never happen again in California. Well, thank goodness for that, because that is so against what obviously was the heart of the founders. And you know, when we think about this art, uh, the distortions that the news media brings every day on just about every front, but especially the fronts that relate to Christianity. Mm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The churches are targeted in, in the news media today. Well, uh, it's more than that. God is targeted. I mean, that is their, their mission. They have to destroy the church. They have to weaken the faith of people. They have to... Uh, take this sense of nationalism and, and we just celebrated the 4th of July where you're proud to be an American. Um, they've got to weaken that mm-hmm. if they're going to take over America. And when I use the word they, I mean, I wish somebody would tell me who they are, uh, but there is a real well-funded movement to take America down, to eliminate the basic freedoms we were founded on and to turn us into a, they use the word socialist, but actually communist nation. A Marxist state. And the mm-hmm. difference between the two is in communism, there is no God. In the free capitalistic nation we started, God is front and center. Yes. We're one nation yeah. under God. So it's really an attack against God, and that is about as dumb a thing as you want to be involved in. Uh, you can attack me, man, but you want to attack the creator God of the universe, you've got a serious problem. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, it's going to come down around their shoulders. I agree. Art Alley is my guest. We'll be back with Art in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike right here on The Shepherd. With me in the studio today is Art Alley from the Timothy Plan, the Timothy Partners, based in Orlando. And they are uh, kind of uh, neighbors, if you will. You're building next to you. You were talking about Matt Staver Mm. and the Liberty Council. You guys are in the same big structure, kind of connected, right? Well, that's right. Uh, I guess about 15 years ago, we bought the building together. Liberty Council was upstairs. We were downstairs. And then the one next door came available uh, during the 2008 crash of real estate. Oh, yeah. And... um, Liberty Council ended up buying that, and it's a good thing because they are jammed full of that building, and we're jammed full of ours now. That's um, right. So initially, we, you shared then one did. half of that structure. We did. And it's in the beautiful Maitland Exchange, a really nice location just off of Maitland Boulevard, a really, really beautiful building, yeah. brick, colonial. It, you know, when you walk in, it, you feel like you're in some historic American uh, building with that brick and everything is so nicely done in both of your offices. Yeah, it really is. And it's just a joy to go there, actually. Yeah. And they're so kind over at Liberty Council. Of course, Matt is a regular guest on this program, and we carry his uh, Freedom's Call features on the station around the clock, around the clock and all week long. 
Yeah. And so they're important. Like you said earlier, we're living in a time where it's really important that we remind everybody there's not every media outlet today is running the message of freedom anymore. It's, it's <laughs> the, they've bought into this wokeness, man. Oh, that's an understatement. Man. I mean, the majority of the media today are owned because it's all about the money. Just follow the money. Yeah. And you'll see who's really running things. And it's a long time coming. This didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, the media is corrupt, basically. And there are few, relatively few voices of truth out there. And you're one of them. Mm. Uh, thank God for Shepherd. Um, and a number of other mm-hmm. stations. They're not all bad. Um, Salem is, is mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, but the, the, what they call the mainstream media, I think we need to change that name because people are finally waking up and, and getting tired of being lied to. And that's what they're doing today, just outright bold lies to indoctrinate their audience uh, to follow their uh, questionable path without a doubt untruths being spoken by some of the government leaders Mm. even uh, from the high office of presidency i mean it happens regularly and then uh preposterous statements uh coming uh, out of that office and the press uh, the deputy secretary press secretary for the president saying things that uh are uh, i know are going to end up uh, really making a difference in the elections if if the elections are done fairly. Are honest, correct. Yeah, and I think that's a big if. I know a lot of people struggle with that. I'm I'm one that would believe that there was tampering. There, there were laws overlooked. I don't believe that we can uh, say that it wasn't when there's so much proof out there that things like mail-in ballots and illegal dropping <clears> off <throat> of of, uh, you know, these collection points where you drop your almost like ballot boxes, mailboxes, mm. and those things can easily be manipulated. And there's proof that that happened. Well, there is proof uh, and documented proof, truth of, of the fraud that went on. Yeah. But the problem is nobody's going to do anything about it uh, because the, the uh, I guess divisions of government that would be responsible for looking into this have all been infiltrated over the years uh, by people who are on the opposite side of the things you and I talk about. Uh, so you can prove it, but if nobody's going to do anything about it, and that's what we were faced with with the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully people have uh, awakened to this problem. Uh, there are going to be monitors at all the voting sites. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see some crises uh, evolve right before the election in order to allow them to kind of duplicate what they did in 2020. But if it's a fair election, enough people have awakened to the fact that, uh, you know, we've been lied to all this time, uh, that, that it ought to be a landslide takeover mm-hmm. of both houses of Congress. Uh, which could then tie the hands of the administration that's trying to take America down. You know, you talked about this um, cohesive plan and uh, all of the stuff that's going on with with regard to the, the left and the money behind it. And you alluded earlier, like, I think everyone is wanting to know who really is behind all of this. We know that Soros has money, Bill Gates. These are names that are often tied to the progressive left because of what they're 
wanting to do with zero population or all of this. Uh, but the bottom line is you've got to wonder what the left is thinking when the president comes out and says this is there's really a good benefit to the high price of gas mm. because we're it's it's opening the the pain today it's like we should be happy to pay it mm. because it's forming for us a bright liberal future mm. now i don't think they're in touch at all with what people are thinking well some people are thinking like that because of the, what we call the mainstream media we just talked about. They've been indoctrinated. But any thinking person, my goodness, um, you know, do you enjoy filling your car up when it's costing you three times what it did no, under not Donald Trump? Uh, and they can talk until they're blue in the face, but I can solve this problem, and I'm not the brightest bulb uh, in the room. <laughs> But I could solve this in a weekend. Yeah, just open, open up, up our oil production and reserves because that affects every other price of every other commodity mm-hmm. going on, including all this supply chain shortage. Uh, we could solve it. Donald Trump solved it, and you know I was not a big Donald Trump fan in the in the beginning, but when I look at the accomplishments and where he positioned America. We've never had a president like Donald Trump. Yeah, he, um, he's a lightning rod of criticism for sure. Well, criticism from the people who are trying to control everything. And uh, his mission was make America great again. Now, what is wrong with that, Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been the greatest country in the history of the world because of our freedoms, because we had liberty, because we didn't have an oppressive central government trying to control every aspect of our life. Uh, America has just been a story that is unparalleled in all human history. What are your thoughts? You think he's going to run in 24? Oh, man, that's the question of the century. What I hope they'll stay away from is our governor. We need him for four more years. (laughs) We don't want him to be running for president in a couple of years. Uh, But... uh, I think he will. I, I hope he will. Hmm. Uh, he's one of the few tough enough to take on this establishment and um, negate it to a degree. It, but it seems like he would be the forerunner right now, the front runner, no not question. forerunner, front runner of the election right now. And I, I really don't know, but I'm hearing an increased amount of people calling out for for Governor DeSantis to take that role. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's growing. There's a wave that's mm-hmm. growing there. There, there really is. And I mean, I think governor is probably at least as important as president because Ron DeSantis is standing on the Constitution, mm-hmm. which gives the states the full uh, authority and control to do all this stuff. A huge central government is trying to convince everybody that they have a control over. Uh, he is uh, uh, just a bright light uh, of shining for freedom in America, and uh, they hate Ron DeSantis because uh, other governors are taking notice of what he's doing, and they're waking up, and there are several that have done that now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is not a one nation. This is the United States of America, mm-hmm. and the Constitution gives 99% of all the authority and power to the states, not this huge central government that is just because nobody is uh, 
uh, stop them right taking total control of our lives and it's so sad isn't it <clears throat> how many people in america are not aware of what you just said they would think almost that the president is almost like a monarch yeah uh, and the federal government is the rule and it's not the united it's not the united federal uh, of america it's the united states of america that is correct and that's a big difference and a lot of people just don't see it yeah uh but you know you've got states that are, are run with with uh, governors and legislatures that have bought into the socialistic uh story and they have the right to do that i couldn't disagree more with them but california you know yeah. if, if they want to stay total blue that's their right. They can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't be trying to overlay all of that in, in the states. Any state that's run, uh, and I detest uh, the term Republican and Democrat, uh, I do because it doesn't mean as much as it used to. Uh, there are Republicans that act like Democrats. Uh, I agree. I don't know any Democrat mm -hmm. that acts like a Republican. I wish there were. Um, but <laughs> it only this, goes one way right now. But right? the red states are very successful. You know, low debt or no debt, uh, they're they're just prospering because they've embraced this entire concept of we live in a free country, uh, not one that is controlled by a central government. Every nation who has gone down that road has totally failed uh, because it is an impossible uh, road to success. You cannot take away from productive people and reallocate their resources to non-productive right. people. And, it, you know, pretty soon it's going to all run out. Mm -hmm. You know, Mike, you keep taking uh, the fruits of my labor Pretty soon I'll look around and say, well, why am I working so hard? There's no point, uh, which is totally un-American. And that's the, the problem we have. It really is. And we need to get back to where we were and understand that. And God have mercy upon us. I, I think the church becoming the church, I think you mentioned something earlier that it really, really true. A lot of the problems we have in the country today is because as believers, the churches who at one point would have been one of the major points of, uh, let's say, persuasion and authority in a community was the church. So oftentimes the pastor would have been one of the more knowledgeable historians Absolutely. Uh, of the city, and that is now not the case thanks to educational institutions that are not teaching true history. We're, they're not out there, and people do not know. Their thoughts about Washington are all of the fables of what George did or didn't do mm -hmm. in the cherry tree. And was he able to, to do this or that? It's crazy right now. What we have in the name of history in his, history teaching in America, it's not right. Well, America, actually, if you do real history, this um, war for independence that we just celebrated was led by pastors, mm -hmm. but it's not so much the pastor that makes a difference. It's the pastor equipping his flock to have a rock-solid foundation. And when that happens, that is an electric uh, electorate that you cannot control uh, because they appreciate the freedoms that we have. And it all comes straight from Scripture. Mm -hmm. 
God laid it out. Mm -hmm. His word works. Man's way does not. I know, and that's all being talked about by Dan Fisher with the Black Robe Regiment, which is a historical truth. Yeah. And that really happened. It really did happen, and thank God it did. And, you know, we did just celebrate the 4th of July. Uh, There are some uh, that are trying to denigrate that and Mm -hmm. minimize that. And what an insult. Including the city of uh, Orlando. Orlando. And I, I, uh, I'm just shocked at that, that it happened, that in their uh, City Beautiful newsletter, they put out this whole thing. And if you haven't heard that, friends, you need to, you need to really know what exactly they said. Here is what the Orlando, uh, it is uh, these words right here. A lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and we can't blame them. Orlando City News read on Friday. When there is so much division, hate, and unrest, why on earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? So they got all of this backlash after they put this out, and I mean Mm. a lot of backlash. News sources around the world, around the globe, were were catching this story, and it went viral. Mm. And so much so that they had to come back and I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> you talked about. Who is? Who are they? I don't know who all these are, but I, this is what uh, the Orlando uh, official position became. Uh, it was a real retraction. We understand these words offended some of our residents, which was not our intent," said the city. We value the freedoms we have in this country and are thankful to the men and women who have fought and continue to fight for those. We take pride in celebrating the 4th of July to express our gratitude to those men and women and honor the country we live in. That's the word they should have put out the first time, right? Mm, You bet, man. And, you know, I don't know about retraction, but it sure sounds like a fast backpedaling to me. (laughs) Yes, Um, that's right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But when you look at things, uh, there are... Uh, a group that's making a lot of noise, that's very negative. Mm -hmm. But Mike, I still have to believe there's a whole lot more of us that have basic values, even though we may not be as equipped as we used to be. Uh, Biblically, uh, there's a lot more of us than there are them, and that's what the mainstream media, of which Orlando Sentinel is part of. Um, You know, I hadn't... Uh, I don't think that was the Sentinel. That was the Orlando City News. I know, I know, but it's all one big Mm -hmm. cadre. Um, I am hopeful because I'm seeing people wake up. Mm -hmm. And when they can wake up to what's at stake and what they're about to lose, um, then there's hope for America. Mm -hmm. You know, and and something else that I, you know, I do a lot of interviews at different uh, stations around the country. Um, I've been in this investment business for 45 years now. I have never seen a time, because I don't know if you notice, Mike, but the markets are not pretty right now. They're, they're ugly. They're, oh, they're pretty I ugly. Watch them. Yeah. But uh, normally, what happens during those periods is the investors panic, and they pull their money out of the market, uh, creating major losses for themselves because they're fearful they're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. Well, this time, you know, we see 
our, our money flows coming into Timothy and going out. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time in my career during a period like this that is ugly in the market where more money is coming in than is going out. Well, that's a good thing. Well, it's telling me people are finally waking up mm -hmm. to the fact that I'm yeah. not going to lose all my money, and why don't I just uh, invest at a time when I can get bargain prices? That's right, and uh, there's something about that dollar averaging that really very makes valuable. a big difference. Always has worked. Mm -hmm. My guest today is Art Alley. We'll be back with Art in just a moment right here on The Shepherd. I so enjoy my visits with this man. Art Alley is here with me today in our Shepherd Studios based in Orlando, hot, muggy Orlando. Mm. Uh, it is, it's been summertime already for sure. But uh, Art is here and, you know, we're recording this program uh, on the 5th of July, which is an anniversary for my wife and myself. We had our first date, hard to believe, 47 years ago wow. on this date. And it's uh, an anniversary for you as well, uh, or you've just come through one, uh, and your anniversary is your wedding anniversary, and it is very impressive how long you guys have been married. Well, we've gotten to the point, Mike, where we're married long enough where every day is an anniversary for us. <laughs> That's good. So we have been married uh, on July 3rd. No, 61 years, so today's our anniversary. We're 61 years and two days. And two days, there you yeah. go. I, yeah. think I, I think I had to pass 50 before I could start sleeping without one eye open. Wow. You know, because when, when we got married, she said, you got to sleep sometime, Bubba. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I keep one eye open to make sure something bad doesn't happen during the night. Well, people uh, that are around you, Art, would not ever believe or guess that you would have been married 61 years. Uh, I you, can't you, believe it. You look too young. You oh, think, okay, what, did you get married at 10? You know, what? what's up with that? Well, it was an arranged marriage, but, you know, <laughs> uh, thank you for saying that. But Bonnie really looks young, and uh, it's just been great. Uh -huh. And because Christ has been the center of our life, otherwise we'd have probably killed each other somewhere along the line. <laughs> uh, people ask me, you know, how do you get married that long? I said, well, and Bonnie agrees. In the early years... When we had three kids, um, we, we discussed this. You know, divorce was never an option because we could never agree who was going to get stuck with the kids. Uh, so I'm joking, I've never folks. heard that one before. I, I'm joking, kid, uh, <laughs> folks. Uh, but uh, we do joke about that, but it's been great. 61. 61. Well, well, congratulations on that. I mean, that is a milestone in any sense of the word. When you look at 61 years of marriage and going strong, you guys look great. You you really act young. And uh, and I know you've got a big birthday coming up, right? Uh, for? Your own birthday. I mean, you're... you're... No, it just passed. It oh, just passed. In yeah. April. Yeah. yeah. I turned 80. That's what I'm, That's where April. I was coming to. Yeah. I mean, I knew your, your next birthday, so it's already passed, but you're now 80. And again, no one would ever believe that. Uh, including me, you know, because I'm still a kid, man. I mean, oh man, I I, uh, I laugh at times. Joe Walsh, 
uh, who is a member of the Eagles, made this statement. He said, I didn't think I would have lived this long. He didn't think he was going to be around. Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of us. We thought, well, we're living a little longer. That's all the more reason why you need to get your finances in order because you need some money to, to last beyond your working years. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, Art, let's let's turn now for a moment to your company, the Timothy Plan. For those that may not be aware that this company is uh, in Orlando, they hear about it. They hear about it nationally. You Mm -hmm. guys have a good national presence. We do. Uh, You've been featured on just top news shows, including like the Huckabee uh, Entertainment Program that comes out of Nashville. Right. Uh, I mean, he's quite a guy. He Does he live there in Nashville now? No, no, no. He's in Arkansas. He still flies in for that. But he show. flies in for the show. Every week. Yes, sir. Wow. Because that show is, um, is it, I think it happens live, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. How many times have you been on that program? Uh, on that program twice. Wow. Uh, Dan and I went the first yes. time. Yes. That's right. And then, you were both there. Then it was just me the last time. Oh, but, my goodness. And I Dan think we probably have another one coming up because I really want him to broadcast this mission of these pastor boot camps and mm. how critical, because he knows. Uh, and, and he'll be the first to tell you, if what you hear in church on Sunday does not impact the way you live your life on Monday through Saturday, then it probably wasn't worth hearing. Mm. Uh, so he has a heart for the church and what's going on and, and the difference that can make. Uh, I know, I, you know, Mike I Huckabee. Love that man, yeah. yeah. You know him on a personal level, not just as a, a guest on his show. You've, uh, you, you're a friend to him. We are. Do you think he'll be involved ever again in national politics? Uh, I don't think so, but his daughter is, and Running she for governor. is going to be governor of Arkansas. And boy, will that be a, a game changer. That's Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Former uh, press secretary for Donald Trump. Right. And boy, were the, were the uh, press ugly to her? Well, I mean, they don't like people that have basic values, mm -hmm. but the press was outmanned because you don't mess with a mama of three kids. Mm -hmm. If she can handle them, she can handle these little reporters who don't have a clue what they're even talking about. Uh, But I had a lot of fun with her. We were involved in Mike's presidential campaign. Sarah was his uh, manager, the campaign manager. And once we were through with Iowa, it, became clear that uh, Donald Trump was a front runner Mm -hmm. and Sarah moved from Mike's campaign to Donald Trump's campaign. I called her and I said, are you nuts? Because I still wasn't a fan of his. And she said, let me tell you something. You don't know this man. You don't know what happens behind the curtains. His family loves him. He has basic values. He's a little rough, you know, talks a little rough because he's from New York. But uh, I respect him, and, uh, you know, that, that was an awakening for me because I respect her opinion. Why do you think the press fell so hard against him when, at a time, he was kind of almost like the darling of the news media and the entertainment? He had that show, You're Fired, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and 
I, you know, I'm what it was. The, the what is it? Uh, I I don't even remember the name of the show, but I remember that was his one word. He would That's always right. say, "You're fired." You're fired. Yeah, I can't think of the show, but I didn't watch it. But he was big. He was a big network. Uh, what was it? Just because he had values? Well, it really was. I mean, he is a patriot. He loves America. Uh, these people uh, have been over the last 50 years uh, indoctrinated by people who I believe hate America. They don't like our system. Uh, they are bought and paid for by the communists. And you mentioned Soros and all of these, but the big foundations that are funding this. And Bill Gates, for goodness sakes, mm-hmm. his mission is what? To shrink eight billion people yeah, down yeah. to one billion. Yeah. And people don't even think about that. Population control out the window. Well, they don't think about it because if you take every man, woman, and child in the world, they would all fit shoulder to shoulder, but they'd all fit within the city limits of Jacksonville, Florida. Wow. The entire world. So don't try. I've to never tell heard me that you're, stat you're before. Op- no, people yeah. don't know. You just yeah. you can calculate it yourself. How many square feet are there? Wow. Um, or if you take a cruise, and you're out in the middle of the ocean, and you look at God's creation, to have the arrogance to think that man could destroy that, yeah, uh, is beyond the pale. Yeah. I mean, uh, so we're just buying into the mantra. Uh, they are well funded. Uh, we have more money than they do, but we kind of hang on to it and um, keep a tight grip on that because mm-hmm. that's our sense of security, and that's a problem in Christendom. Mm-hmm. If your security comes from your bank account, you got a problem. Your security can only come from the creator God of the universe and Jesus Christ, his son. And he is able and worthy of our trust Amen. with that kind of hold I was reading today, and I, when I read these verses from the book of Psalms, chapter 5, uh, I, was, I was so shocked at the description that we, we know that the, the enemies of God today are, are sometimes what looks like to be the, the very people of which we're talking about, people who are purporting um, death and, and going into... Uh, picnics and going into church buildings and going into parades, like what happened on the 4th of July. It's just tragic. But they're trying to destroy the name of God, obviously. And listen how accurate the book of Psalms was. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me, for there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. Perfect. Well, that sounds like that could have been written for today. Right now. Yeah. Uh, But the problem these people have is they do not have an eternal perspective. It's all the here and now is where they get their, their sense of uh, accomplishment and purpose from. But if you have an eternal perspective, within a very short time, you are going to be drawing your last breath and you're going to spend forever in either heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, one of the pastors that I, I loved was Bobby Welsh. I don't know if you ever knew Bobby mm -hmm. from, did from not. Uh, Daytona. Uh, but I, I sat in a sermon he gave one time, and it was one of the most powerful I've ever heard. Hell is no joke. Yeah. People joke about it. It is not a joke. You're going to spend forever and ever and ever there uh, unless Christ is your Savior, and not just in words and not just because you uttered a simple prayer, because apart from repentance, there is no salvation. Mm -hmm. You have to change. He helps you change. Uh, and boy, I'll tell you, uh, this life, and the older you get, the faster it, it really seems to go. Yeah. Really is yeah. just a whisper, Mike, in time, but forever yeah. is forever. That's right. You know? And you can't lay down, you can't go to bed at night and try to figure that one out. No. And that, that just doesn't work. I tried it. It doesn't work. When I was a kid, I tried to comprehend eternity and everything about our minds and the way we work is finite. And you cannot go to the infinite. We just can't do it. You know, uh, an example I use, and I don't know if we're running out of time, is if you were to draw a line from here to our office in Maitland to mm -hmm. represent eternity, it couldn't. It'd have to have arrows on both ends, right? Mm -hmm. You can't measure forever. Right. You can't measure it. And then it says, all right, Mike, you go up there on that line and plot a lifetime of 100 years on that line, how much space would it take up? Not much. It'd be a speck. <laughs> Yet we much. live as if that speck is all there yeah, is. Right. Folks, you got to live for the line, not the speck. Oh, that's good word. And that is really a great way to kind of bring this chat to a close. Art Alley, uh, the Timothy plan offers all of these different uh, investment options uh, to make your investments uh, to be in line with biblical principles and responsibility from the standpoint of investing. And I know that you've got uh, a website. Give us that website for... Uh, it's real simple. It's timothyplan.com. timothyplan.com. And again, you're out. You've got uh, another one of these boot camps coming up in St. Louis. Yes, we do in two weeks. Will you be out there for that? I definitely will. Oh, man, that's going to be great. Yeah. Well, have fun out there. Say hello to to Paul Blair for Will me. Do. I would appreciate that. And um, to uh, you and Bonnie, again, congratulations on your anniversary, 61 years. And two days. And two days, yeah. By the time this is heard, it may be four days. Maybe four days. <laughs> but that is awesome. Art Alley from the Timothy Plan, my guest today. And friends, as always, thank you for joining us as well. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.